So Bezard Hashem, I still plan on exploring that piece from the Shlah, but there is this other piece from the Leshem that I love so much. It's close to my favorite piece I've ever seen anywhere in Torah. So wanted to explore it just a little. This is from the Sefer Chelk Biorim, Shartanta, the fifth chapter in the 46th letter. The Inyan Bederich Klalhu. Well, rather, let's go up a little earlier. We're in the middle of the Os Membav. Okay. So what happens when a person is born or conceived is that his father is giving to him when a father and a mother are conceiving a child, so the father is contributing this great aspect of what's called heavily de garme, this ultimate filter, which is the ultimate magnet or filter for all the levels of a person's soul that would then pour back into his body to bring him up to the level of a man. A person's entire quality of levels of soul and everything that would pour into his essence and his existence in the world is depending on this garment which is called the vapor of the bones, which is being given to him by his father in the act of conception. So just for for some context, he's basically saying so far that every human being gets from their father the concept of this great garment, this ultimate vessel, this receiving vessel of who are they in the template of who they are. You might say it's like DNA which makes sense because that's what we do get when our parents conceive us. But this isn't just physical DNA. This is, it might be wrapped up in the idea of physical DNA, but it's also spiritual DNA. And it's the DNA of everything who I am, but from the pure perspective of the parameters of my existence. So, so many lights of higher and higher levels of the soul will be pouring into this spiritual DNA, the spiritual template. And this spiritual template is defining and limiting who I am and what I can receive. In this garment, in this ultimate template given over by our fathers, is all of a person's basic character traits and all of his specific, unique qualities. All, fascinatingly, from a spiritual perspective, all ways that the Creator will deal with us and everything we would ever do is already mystically inscribed and coded in this great garment, in this great filter. So as King David says, that anything a person could ever say or do or express is only something that he could do because it was inscribed in his spiritual DNA. You can never say or do anything except for what is possible for you to do based on the garment of the parameters of what you could ever express. 
And all Torah, all learning of Torah, and all performance of mitzvot, of good deeds, is only in order, ultimately, bottom line, base common denominator for each individual, is for this person to elevate this garment and to pull out of it all the good expressions that he could ever express. That it should all be holy to Hashem. All of Torah. You want to know the bottom line statement for all of Torah? What's this whole thing we're doing with this Torah way? Is to fix up each individual person's garment to bring out the maximum expression of all the possible good expressions which he could ever express as they are formatted and written and inscribed into this great garment of all the things he could all the lights he could pull down from higher worlds and express them out through this garment. And the fact is, is that this is the this is the greatest line. All events and unfoldings and issues and experiences and dramatic ups and downs a person would ever go through in this world, from poverty to riches from pain to joy, from worries to feeling totally fulfilled. It's in all the different permutations (coughs) and backs and forths and exchanges and ups and downs, they're all mysteriously inscribed. Everything you would ever go through is is mysteriously inscribed into this great garment. As the verse is saying in Tehillim, but a man is walking in a shadow, or you might say a man is walking in an image that there's this image projection of the template of your soul and everything you would ever go through is inscribed in this. Obviously, you're supposed to do Torah. You're supposed to elevate this. So it doesn't mean that a person is doomed to fate based on the spiritual DNA of his soul, but rather what it means is that our job is to try to maximize the goodness and the flow of blessings that we would pull down into this template to maximize what this template can express in our lives. Like, Okay, a person has a spiritual template. He has a spiritual DNA. He's not going to sprout wings. He's not going to become, you know, going from being five feet tall to six feet tall, right? You're locked into, by via your physical and spiritual DNA, or this might be something which combines them and really gives the logic for why your DNA makes you so tall or why it makes you born in this time versus that time. But this is your whole template for what you're working with. And the deep thing is, is, is that this template of who you are and what you're working with is mysteriously linked up with the whole project of all the universe. And so it's actually circumscribing you into wherever you would ever go, possibly. Like based on the spiritual DNA of who you are, it's tying into that logic, the whole world. And so you can't go anywhere in the world that's not part of your spiritual DNA, your spiritual package of your mission. It doesn't mean that you necessarily have to only be in this or that country at this or that time, but there's a certain, I think a better way of looking at it is that there are certain, there's a certain set of possible places and times where you could be at different places and different times and having certain experiences. And it's all wrapped up in your makeup of your soul. All the events that you're going through are actually the light of your upper soul pouring down through this spiritual template and coming out the other side as certain events that you were always 
slated to go through, certain experiences that you were always slated to go through. So in a very, very deep way, the spiritual makeup of your soul is intrinsically bound up with all the events coming out in the world. It's the deepest thing in the world. So, this is, this is the final point I'll just say for now. That we're talking about here where the Creator was at the moment of creation, the first verse of the Torah, in Bereshit bara Elohim in the beginning Hashem created the heaven and the earth, and Rashi says on this verse, in one statement in the beginning, Hashem created all the heavens and the earth. He says, et Hashemayim et Aretz, et is Aleph is is meaning everything, everything, like the idea of the entire Hebrew alphabet, so the idea of including everything, so that all events and all that would unfold, as Rashi says, all the toldot, all the unfoldings of all creation, and all their events, they're all mysteriously already spoken out and, and circumscribed in the whole universe in this one statement. So from that point, that one great seed, which is containing all of history, like already played out at the beginning, like the whole play out and expression of history contained in one seminal seed point, from that place, there's a shattering of the vessels. There's, a, there's an expression coming out as the shattering of the vessels, which the next, next verse is saying, and the land was chaos and void, which means, as we're going to explore later in this piece, God willing, that the land is in a sense representing all those vessels, all those receivers of that one great thought, playing out that one great thought, and such that each individual item now is receiving from that one great thought its particular stamp of the spiritual DNA of who he is. But since every particular individual was getting that stamp along with everyone else from one singular thought for the play out of all time, therefore everyone's pathway is inextricably linked. And we're going to see in this piece later, he uses good language to explain it, but the point is is that each item and each individual's development, how he develops from an infant into an adult, how this metal in this plastic is ultimately going to develop into a shelf or a chair, the template that is circumscribing the development of each thing from an idea into an organization, from a seed into a plant, from a bunch of raw materials into certain items. Those spiritual templates governing the development of all items, all of those spiritual templates for everything were at one point all together as one, connecting to this one great thought, which is the thought of how they would be governed in their development in an interconnected system that all of their development would be tied together, that they would all be developing according to one great hidden logic, but that in this world, that one great hidden logic of how everything is developing together according to one plan, to see that interconnected logic is hidden from us. And one thing he's going to say, and he said in other places, and different Siddiquim say in different places, is that in a very, very deep way, 
the fact that that interconnected plan of everything's cooperative, integrated development, the fact that the, the integrated nature of everything's development as one, under one plan, that that interconnectedness is hidden from us, that we don't see how everything's development is intertwined and inextricably linked with everything else's development, the fact that we don't see that is almost like the fundamental feature of this entire creation. Because it's hinted to in the verse which says that God let, said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light that it was good. And the Midrash is saying, God saw that it was good to hide away the light for the righteous in the future. Which means that at the very, very beginning of creation, there was the expression of this light. There was the expression of the consciousness of how everything is really inextricably linked together and that everything was developing as one according to one great supreme logic, which was governing all the sub-logics of any particular item's development, that that's what the light was. And then that light was specifically hidden from the consciousness of the creations, and that was therefore one of the main features of creation, that this creation, is, as we experience it, is only arising in a very deep mystical place, the whole feature, one of the main features of this creation, that it's arising in the way that we're experiencing it, is specifically not just through the introduction of that light of the one logic, but also through the hiding of it, that we have to understand in a very deep place. You want to know something very, very deep about what you're experiencing. In a sense, what you're experiencing is the experience of barely seeing the one singular logic which is governing everything, that you're seeing it because you're looking at it. You're looking at this world which actually is being governed by one supreme integrative logic governing everything's development. But to the extent that you barely see it, even though you're looking right at it, but you have no idea what you're looking at, that itself is like the underpinning of your ontological metaphysical existence in this universe that's what's giving rise to your experience it's almost like you want to say we know people who are looking at even kabbalah at an introductory level they hear about this idea that simsum that god concealed himself to make space for a creation that's what this is the space of your existence is in a sense the space or the vacuum created by a certain extremely calculated way of hiding and putting a veil over your eyes, the eyes of your literal eyes and the eyes of your mind, from being able to see what's actually transpiring right in front of you. That's giving rise to your world, is a certain great system of filtering that you can't see the one integrative logic. From that filter is born your experience. And so it's very, very important. Right, because the midrash is saying that that hiding the ball, that putting down the that putting the veil over our eyes was God saw the light that it was good to hide it. It's very good that we would have this veiled experience. It's very good that we would be confused and not be all knowing. Then we would have choice, and then we would struggle to see and bring out and reveal the one integrative logic through our good choices. And that's what the Rishim is saying: that all of Torah and mitzvot is to raise up our experience through our spiritual DNA, the, the, the template of who we are and who, of who everybody else is that's related to us, that when we raise ourselves up through mitzvot, the reward, the, the, the reward of a mitzvah is a mitzvah. And the reward for a mitzvah is that we get to build our perception 
and see at least retroactively how everything really was one. All right, we'll stop it there.